Thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing to New Every Morning and to this episode of Quincy Radio. This is Father Tom Janikowski, the Rector of Grace Anglican Church in Galesburg, Illinois. And today I am joined by a group of ladies from the Diocese of Quincy who call themselves the Eggheads. They practice the art of pisanki, the Ukrainian folk art of decorating eggs using hot wax and dye. And as we'll see, it is every bit a ministry of spiritual outreach as it is an art form. Well, ladies, welcome to Quincy Radio. Would you like to uh, introduce yourselves, please? I'm Chris Padoff from Zion Church in Brimfield, Illinois, and I'm also serving on the vestry at Grace Church in Galesburg. I'm Donna Wilkins. I'm a member of Zion Church, Brimfield. I'm Lisa Popovich. Um, I am a member of St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Bartonville. Louisa Brooks, I am a member at St. Peter's in Canton, and my husband is the rector there, Father Michael Brooks. I think I know him. Amazingly. <laughs> and there. And I'm Shelly Janikowski, and I am a member at Grace Church and here at Zion Church in Broomfield, and my husband is the rector at Grace Church. Standing right before you. <laughs> well, ladies, it's really good to have you here with us today. And... Uh, Gosh, first of all, for those who don't know, I'm sure there are some, when I said the word pisanki, that they, uh, they drew a complete blank as they're sitting, listening at their computers. Can you tell us a little bit, exactly, beyond just being a, a way of decorating eggs with hot wax and dye, what on earth is pisanki? Well, it's not something you say when somebody sneezes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the word pisanki is derived from the Ukrainian word pisat meaning to write. And in Pisanki, you are actually writing with hot wax on an eggshell. In Ukraine, people decorated eggs during Lent because they fasted from egg products, dairy products during Lent. And they had this old art of decorating the eggs during this season of um, fasting. Also, it was the beginning of new life in, in spring, and it was a time for them to use these wonderful signs of the resurrection to create this art and, and, you know, the spring. So what they did is they took hot wax and they applied it to areas of the egg. And then they became um, very good at making up dyes from their natural products that were around them. And then they would put the egg in a dye, they would pull it out, and they would put more wax on, preserving the color that was under the wax. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, the art form is batik on an eggshell. Um, and it's a... It's a very old art, but it's still alive today. And batik is something uh, some people might recognize from, from fabrics, right? Yes. I think generally batik is done on fabric, and uh, the medium that we use is eggshell. Eggshell. My gosh. So how long have all of you been uh, been doing this? Well, I learned it from Shelley, and she taught us about five years ago, six, six years ago, six years ago, and I have been uh, very blessed to learn it. I've, I've enjoyed it. Shelly taught a class, and my first egg, which I still have, is really pathetic by the standards <laughs> that I do today. <laughs> but I'm still very proud of it because it was my first egg. A six-year-old egg. Are these whole eggs? No. They are uh, blown out because you don't have to blow them out, but if you don't, and then later it happens to break, you will have a huge smelly mess on your mm-hmm. hands. So, have, you, have you had that happen? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> but I've heard of people that that has yes. happened to. <laughs> so you've been doing this here at 
at Zion Church, about six years then, right? This Zion. will be the sixth Lent. Sixth, sixth Lent. All right. And Shelley, you had learned this in upstate New York. Yes, I had a, a good friend, Elizabeth, who took the class and said, you know, I think you might like to learn how to do this, this Ukrainian egg art. And um, I lived across the river from a Ukrainian Catholic church and a Ukrainian Orthodox church, and the local craft store across the river taught classes on how to do this. They had a, a two-class session where you learned a different egg each session, and I came away from there really loving this new art and did some more research and found out that Ukrainian women today use it as a uh, way to pray during Lent and, and what a wonderful parallel to incorporate this art with the um, spiritual preparation of Lent. I, I, I just really have enjoyed it. I learned in the spring of 2003 and have been enjoying it and now sharing this wonderful art with wonderful friends. Excellent, excellent. And these are classes that you do all around the diocese, and we'll get back to that in just a bit. Um, but can anybody learn Pisanki? Is this something that it takes great uh, great artistic skill to, to pick up? I certainly don't think it takes great artistic <laughs> skill because I don't have great artistic <laughs> skill. Um, a lot of it is drawing, you know, different straight lines to make shapes, you know, mm-hmm. with the Pisanki symbols. So really, you do not have because I cannot draw a straight line on a piece of paper to save my life. Uh, and oddly enough, I can do it on an egg. So no, you do not have to be some wonderful artist uh, who can draw, you know, all sorts of things to do this because it's a very kind of measured out, you know, drawing of the mm-hmm. pattern. So I really think that anybody who can hold a pen can do this. Sure. Sure. How how young? Of a, of a person can pick this up, do you think? We've had students seven years old and really? probably even younger could do it. Uh, under supervision, our classes we have 12 and above. Because of fire, you want to be careful. And if you're in a family setting, you could have younger children. Now, wait a second, Donna. You said you said fire. What exactly are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with these eggs? <laughs> you have to use a candle, and so that's an open flame. Ah. And, uh, you have to be very careful. We've had some younger girls with long hair, and so you have oh, to yeah. be careful. You know, they're watching their egg and not the candle, <laughs> so... Uh, it's better that we have older children that are aware of this. Sure, so that the candle is used to heat the wax up. Right. It goes on to the, okay, I see. I see. So almost anybody can learn this. I have to ask you, as I started alluding to just a bit ago, Pinsanki, I'm told, it really does, uh, it, it, it's more than just an art form, that actually there's some way that we can, um, that it might inform one's spiritual life, that it might inform one's walk with Jesus Christ. Could some of you fill in our, our listeners exactly what that's all about? Well, as, as was noted before, the, the patterns are, are relatively geometric and balanced, and there's the symbolism in the egg. The symbols that you put on the egg all mean something. And the symbols are also the most important, one of the most important things you put on the egg. Besides the color that has meaning, the symbols are the most important thing on the egg. So the symbols are all predominantly um, of what sort? Well, they're Christian symbols, and um, you can relate them to the, the Christian um, celebration of Easter and the new life, the resurrection, and 
Other, other symbols such as Mary's tears are on the eggs, the ladders to heaven, um, such as you hear about um, Jacob's ladder, you know, the angels ascending and descending um, sure. from the ladder. Wheat, which is a symbol of, again, new life, but also of the Christian. Mm-hmm. You must die um, to your earthly life to live a Christian life. The 12th chapter of John. Yeah. Less the grain of wheat, 12, what is it, 12, 24, I think. Lest a grain of wheat fall through the earth and die. Right. Excellent. Um, so how else do you... Um, now, I, I was told, you mentioned something at the beginning that there's a, it's a, a way of praying as well. And I've, I've heard, as I've kind of eavesdropped in on some of you ladies while you do this, uh, that there is a, something of a habit of prayer while undertaking the art of Pisanki. What can you tell me about that and tell everybody else about that? What I have learned from experience is the more I pray... As I put the wax on the egg, the better my lines. Really? And it's because I'm focusing on what I'm praying about, whether it be the symbol or whoever I'm creating the egg for. As I, as I pray, I'm, I'm less focused on the perfection of the egg and more on that person, and my lines become better. And I, it's been a great spiritual tool for me um, to be at home with some instrumental music and be just praying and uh, it's so easy to get distracted when we pray and when I do psyche I'm I'm very focused and, and I, I can do this for three hours until my hands start yeah. to hurt um, but I can pray that whole time and so it's wonderful I know so for me it's been um, a real godsend to learn this art um, for not only for prayer, but also just kind of for quiet reflection and a stress-free zone. Uh, I'm, I'm a caregiver for my father with Alzheimer's, and a lot of my day is, you know, trying to put out fires in this way, but Pasanki always calms me down, and I focus on the prayers and the egg, and all the rest of that stuff kind of moves to the back of my mind for a while, and it's it's a wonderful respite from all of that. That sounds wonderful. Yes, I find it as a stress reliever, too. If you have a busy day, stressful, sit down with the donkey, and it relaxes you. You can pray for somebody. In Ukraine... Traditionally, before the women began um, creating Pisanki, um, they would make the sign of the cross and whisper, God help me. And when they said this, they just wanted to make sure that they could, in their symbols and in their egg, show people about Christianity and about the new life and the wonderful gift. Um, and the egg can help show that. And, and you prayed that people would understand and hopefully maybe get a little knowledge out of their egg and when they would look at it in the corner of the room they would they would say that they were being blessed by someone who who gave that to them wonderful that reminds me of, of a deacon getting a blessing before the gospel the priest blesses the deacon that he might proclaim the gospel uh, gives him a blessing for that it sounds very similar I've heard somebody say that this this could be like creating a, a the gospel on an eggshell in fact I think it was in the harvest plain some time ago the Gospel on the Egg Show. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about, about your, 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 a, a varied uh, group of ladies with a lot of different uh, skills and gifts? 
and I'm sure you all bring something very different to the table, as it were, the, the Pisanki table. Anything you'd like to share with us about what it is that you do in, uh, in your ministry to the diocese and to the wider community and how you go about doing that? I guess I'd like to comment on that. I, I find that we are, again, like you had said, a unique group of, of women. I have found a lot of wonderful gifts that everybody brings, and uh, I've been reflecting on this. And I think, first off, I, Chris has been the most um, adventurous. She's got an adventurous spirit in her, and she has done the most different types of eggs, and she has done most recently an ostrich egg, and it's just amazing uh, in the work she's done. She's also very productive. I, she started out when she first came to the very first class. I think she thought to herself, I'm probably never going to ever do this again. <laughs> and now, Chris is like, yes, it is. <laughs> Chris is the, the one person who has been very productive in making different patterns and putting things together, and I think that's been a very wonderful gift. And Donna, likewise, she's, she was one of the first to do a goose egg. So you, again, were a very adventurous spirit. But Donna also has a connection with the Eastern European um, group of people because that's where her family came from. So I think Donna's always found a lot of meaning by bringing eggs that came from the area where her family had come from. And so I think that's been a unique gift to show people that it, you know, it does have some roots in a, in a country where maybe your family did come from, and I think that's been a real blessing. And Donna's also been very productive in doing many eggs for our craft shows that we've had, and I think that's, that's wonderful because we, we do do outreach by selling our eggs. And Lisa, likewise, she's, I think, our, our person who is, keeps our spirits up. Lisa's been a very good <laughs> person. She's also, again, very creative with color and different designs. I mean, she does non-traditional things, too. She does Christmas and Christmas, Christmas some calligraphy. Yes. So very she brings a lot of... sorts of And you did some Halloween eggs, didn't you? And yes. And, again, she's very adventurous with color. She'll, like make these beautiful eggs with different colors that, where did you get that tie? <laughs> Not just one dye. <laughs> then I could never tell you what color that and then I added in six different colors to get that shape. Um, of a kind. Yes. And, and Louisa, she is our person who can do the most intricate designs with the most perfection and um, steadiness. And again, I think that's a, it's a wonderful gift to have somebody bring to a group of, of people that you have that steadiness and, and constant, you're very attuned to detail, and I think that is, again, something that, you know, is wonderful. Yeah. I can vouch for that. I've seen some of her eggs come in. I always ask one if you either, you know, send out for these somewhere, if, if a professional somewhere sent these, someone in, in the Ukraine actually sent these. <laughs> her eggs are the highest sellers at the, at the craft shows that we attend. <laughs> when we do go, she, she does some exquisite work, and again, the beauty that... Um, she incorporates into her eggs is just magnificent. And you, Shelley, you brought them. We're, we're all very much indebted to Shelley for bringing us this art that I don't know about everybody else, but I had never even heard of. And you know, because of the fact that she learned this and was looking for people to do this along with, because it is a, it, it's nice to do it alone, but it's also nice to do it with a group. And so. With her bringing this to this area and teaching us all how to do this, and then the continued outreach that she has done, 
you know, not only have we learned this wonderful art and this wonderful prayerful thing to do, but we've also developed such a kinship and a friendship with the people that we've done it with. And I consider these ladies all to be some of my very best friends. That's wonderful. Shall we like the St. Paul of Kasanki? <laughs> she brings an enthusiasm and a joy to it, and, and you can just tell that she loves it. She loves the art form. She wants to teach other people how to do it so that they can get the benefits of it and enjoy it as well. And she just really communicates that in the classes. And she's a very gifted teacher. Yes, yeah, she is. She has been a blessing to all of us. It, it's, yeah. very, it's very thrilling to watch her teach, especially that first class when they first come in because she is so passionate about it. And it makes, you know, it draws people in and it, it makes them fall in love with this art too. And she has so much patience with everyone that it uh, doesn't matter how old or young you are, she's been the greatest teacher. Excellent. Well, that, that's a perfect segue to my next and probably final question here. Folks who are wanting to learn how to do this, because you, you ladies do get very excited about teaching this, when can they learn? Where can they learn? How do they get in touch with you? You've got some classes coming up, I hear. Yes, we do. We okay. have some classes throughout the diocese. And sure. um, Shelley's got the schedule here. We have traditionally gone off-site for a couple of our classes, and I want to first bring those up to you and to your attention. On Saturday, March 12th, from 9 a.m. until noon, we'll be at Christ Church in Moline, Illinois. And then on Saturday, March 26th, from 9 a.m. until noon, we'll be at St. George's in Macomb. And then the rest of our classes, which will be nine classes, will be offered at Zion Church in Broomfield. And we are offering five classes on Tuesday during Lent. So that would be March 15th, the 22nd, and the 29th, April 5th, and April 12th. And then we'll have some Saturday morning classes from 9 a.m. till noon. And... Those dates are March 19th, April 2nd, April 9th, and April 16th. And I did not mention the Tuesday evening classes are from 6 to 9. So. Okay. And how much, what does it cost for someone to get involved? Is it a very expensive art form? To it, it's, it's really, one of the nice things about Pasanki is it's a relatively cheap hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, the initial class for a beginner is $20, and that will cover the cost of the Kiskas, the tool you use to put the wax on the egg, instructions and dyes, the wax, and a tool called a wire on a stick, which is essential to Pisanti. So it's $20. If you have a family of, say, three people that are coming, then we put together a smaller package for the additional family members, so it's $15 for each additional family member. If you've come to the classes before or you already have the tools, it's $5 for the class, and that helps cover our cost of supplies because we will provide all of the dyes, the additional instructions and egg patterns, uh, and the eggs. And the, and egg. the eggs. And the eggs, yes. <laughs> well, that's a fantastic deal. Fantastic. And if they want to get more information, how do they get in touch with you? We have an email. You can reach us by email at zion.eggheads at gmail.com. Or you can call me, Chris Puttoff, at area code 309-697-8456. Wonderful. So zion.eggheads at gmail.com. And we'll put, that, uh, we'll put that email address up along with this podcast on our, our webpage so they can get in touch with you if they have any other, any other questions. 
Well, before we close, I, I know that there's one special shout-out that, uh, that you want to give uh, to someone who's very, very special to all of you. Luba, procession. <laughs> <laughs> Luba in uh, the, the city of Roseville, Minnesota, her and her family have the Ukrainian gift shop. We've had the pleasure and privilege to meet her and her family and her um, dear friends who work for her in her shop, but they are known around the world and they're just a wonderful group of people with infinite knowledge. So I think we'll put a link to the Ukrainian gift shop up as well with this podcast so they can, they can take a look at, at what we're talking about. And you probably, I'm sure, at that site be able to see some photos of some Pisanki too, won't you? Yeah. All right. Well, ladies, I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. And I know that all the folks around the diocese, thank you for, for taking this time out of your afternoon to share a little bit about this art and this ministry that you undertake. And I want to thank all of you for downloading, listening, and subscribing once again to New Every Morning and to this episode of Quincy Radio. This has been Father Tom Janikowski, Rector of Grace Anglican Church in Galesburg, Illinois, and I was joined today by the eggheads, uh, the, the ladies uh, in our diocese who do that wonderful art of Pisanki. And ladies, ladies, I uh, pray that God's blessing might be upon you and upon your ministry, and that the blessing of God Almighty might be upon all of you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.